0: I was, I was kind of worried when people were jumping on the Arsenal train last season because they are a good team, yes, no doubt. But I just feel like there was something missing in terms of the team. That's that final push, and I think I'm seeing it in them this season. There's this intangible, it's not the style of play. They play well. It's not today i have been playing well. But there's this intangible... Aspect to that team, and I think the question I want to ask is: Are they the next best team in EPL? Are there the team to challenge Man City, or is it still Liverpool, or is it sports
1: Hello, Welcome back to a new episode of the Nights Plus Five podcast. My name is Sunji, and I remain the host of the Nights Plus Five podcast. I will meet here. It's my co-host, Mekus.
0: Yeah, hello guys. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: All right. Yeah. So, on today's episode, um, something really, 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 really special just happened. Something really special just happened. I think um, for the first time in the past eight seasons, Arsenal just defeated Manchester City in the Premier League. Man, it's a big one for them, it's a big one for them, it's a big one, um, it's, it was a big shocker for every one of us this weekend <laughs> and I think this is the best place to start this episode from today. Yeah. Um
0: to be very honest, did you see this coming? I I did not see this coming, I, I expected a routine win um, from Man City but I mean like you said it's a shocker, it's a shocker
1: man like it was it was crazy because the goal when i was um following the match i i was following the match from like the first minute so about the it's it's fifth minutes then i just zoned out of the match i left the match to do something else then i came back Ah, uh, i i thought the match ended zero zero because if you watch the match you would see that the match was not really and uh, it was not really exciting. He didn't really bring a lot of drama thrill like we used to see in the past. Yeah. So just yeah. so just a routine game like like you said earlier. Only for me to see this match ended 1-0, like wow. When did this when this go come in? It came yeah. it came in, in the it's ninth minutes from Gabriel Martinelli and it was a shot that was deflected by Nathan a- Ake. And I don't just offer record I was I was asking you uh was that an own goal or it was really a deflection? Because, I, in my own opinion, uh um, the way the ball just the way the ball came and hit Nathan aki and I think it went through it went to his head. It as if he was yeah. trying to like dodge the ball. He was trying to dodge the shots, then went to his head, and he was he headed the ball into the net. So I I thought it was it, it was an own goal because even the commentator was. Same own goal, okay, own goal, okay. Then I saw, okay, it was a deflection. So I, I want to understand, was that a goal or a yeah. deflection? And what is that fine line between a, a, an own goal and a deflection? Because nowadays it seems like this is kind of confusing.
0: Yeah, is I think um, it's more, if the shot is on target and it's likely to be a goal. But well, the thing about this stuff is that is um it's just intuition. Like there's no metrics per se. For instance, now we've seen cases that um like we saw today that has been given us our well, own goal and vice versa. So I think the whole vibe of everything, uh, I think Corvette also said that it's been 12 games since Martin Lenny scored. and um, that's for club and country. So yeah, like it was just perfectly set up. For it to be in Martinelli's gun, so yeah, I don't think anyone is complaining. No, no, as no, as as the list of yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, or, I don't want us
1: to get things straight. That just maybe some listeners will curious as to what it really was. But like, let's get into yeah. um the the game um in details. What do you think? What do you think led to this Manchester City's loss? Because before their Champions League um, fixture against Leipzig. Le- 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 we could see that they lost two games back to back. This is something that really yeah. happens for them. And now, um, ahead of the international break, they are losing once again. Could we say, after they won the treble last season, I think this is like the ripple effect of that win from last season. Because now we can see uh, maybe they, they lack inspiration due to the fact Wait. that they've won everything that. They could possibly win in football in short, in sort a short period of time. Could we say yeah. the team lacks inspiration, or what could be I, the reason behind these um defeats?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's inspiration per se because, like you said, um, they have lost if I think it's the first time according to stats that I've lost any games on the bounce in EPL, yeah. like since I think since 2018 or so. Yeah. So, this is certainly not um, the Man City we're used to. I think if you were to boil down the problem that Man City had this game was that they they really missed Rodri and they really missed KDB. I mean, Man City would have played for like three hours and they will not have scored because like they lacked, like they were lacking creativity. Alvarez was trying. I was even shocked when Alvarez was taking off because I mean, this season he has really been the KDB figure stepping up with key goals and everything but I mean that's that's pep for you Foden was trying ball I mean mostly they were doing everything good apart from putting the ball behind the net like they when they get to that Arsenal's box they'll just parambulate left right center again um I asked if I'm asking if Haaland was in this game because I didn't see him I mean I did not see him in this game so Compilation of uh, Rodri missing, KDB missing, Haaland being on—I mean, a dry spell. I think that was the problem for Man City. That was their major problem.
1: All right. Yes, um, I've been I've been seeing a lot of comments on Twitter, on Instagram, different social media, saying, social media platforms, saying Rodri this, Rodri that. So are you telling me that the almighty pep, the <laughs> almighty pep, the key to this is game, to this to this beautiful thing that he has built so far right now is Rodri, because it seems like if yeah. Rodri is not available,
0: it seems, seems seems to lose its shape and lose its value. Yeah, I, I think Rodri is important, and, and I think some people will make the argument that if Rodri was absent why not coming yeah. i'm sorry like it's not about the position pass yes we know that if ball you need a dm someone that can take ball under pressure can distribute from deep but it's more it's more than that we saw bernardo silva was playing that role in the first half yeah and i think they brought his towards the second half so it was not an issue of the circulation of ball passing. it was the leadership he brings i mean you saw it in the Champions League final. Rodri is that kind of player that when you have him in your team, there's always a chance. And I, I will have brought up KDB, but they have been fending without KDB since the beginning of the season, really. So I will say KDB ball like Roger. Uh, he's, he's, I think he's that piece of the jigsaw. You have attacking players like Haaland. You have defensive players like Ben Diaz. He's that collective tissue. And I think when he's missing, they're just they're not i think they're down to aslan's level let me just put it like that so yeah that he's the main key wow wow
1: wow and you could see that in today's match uh, um gradually tries to do some things some funny things you could see just go, Vadio playing at left back and things like that and this uh, this is that's granular for you Char. he always tries to be um very creative but i think we need to take a minute to talk about haaland because on last season's episode we were reading a lot of praises at him he was this he was that he's a robot but he has proven this season that he's just only he's just only human and he's pro to errors he can have his dry drought he can have his like drought season he can go for games without scoring and people are um throwing banters at him saying all sorts of things that without uh kdb he's a ghost and have seen <laughs> i've seen
0: a lot of funny memes from this the ghost of the ghost of Manchester.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 I, i've seen a lot of things but what do you have to say about this harland's ghost team because i think as he stands right now in the EPL,
0: he's still the highest it's see, the eyes go square enough. Yeah, I I think like just like see, this is the thing. Mm. Top class players are being judged differently. And uh, what do I mean? So, for instance, now I think during the Tottenham. Sorry, not Tottenham. During the Newcastle game, a commentator said something like, Mbappe has not reached mm. the height this season," and if you look at the stats, the stats are decent, but for these players, Holland, Haaland, uh, some people might say, Berliama and Vinicius, like, they are being judged differently, because we know what they can do, on their best day. Uh, and so, once they fall below that, is, I mean, is unacceptable. This guy has his goals, but, we can see, that he's, he's playing below potential, we can all see that. And I think, part of that is, um, you are seeing that, there is no, there's no supply per se for him. Like in this game now, like I told you, they will have played for three hours. They will not have scored because Alan did not have a shot on target. Yeah. The last thing that um, I think he has solved Premier League, he has only had that kind of game twice. That was against Spurs and the second one against Arsenal today. So it's shot. It's, 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 it's not a fair criticism per se, but you can understand where people are coming from. This is meant to be the heir uh, uh, to the Messi Ronaldo argument, him and Mbappe. And so far this season, he has not been on it. He has not been on it at all. So. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah. love the way I love. I really, really love the way you um, compared or you related this situation with the Messi Ronaldo argument because sometimes I ask myself that Ah, the Haaland, he's just a striker. He's just a goal scorer. If KDB is not available to supply to him, why are the criticisms this hard on him? People should just take it easy, you get me? But when you are putting it side by side with Messi and Ronaldo, Messi and Ronaldo, we've known them over the years to create something out of nothing. So That's people lucky. expect Haaland to maintain that standard. But Haaland is not that kind of player. He cannot create something out of nothing, at least for now. He's, we know he's still very young, he can still learn yeah. a lot of things, but that's um, one let me call it one dimensionality to the style of football. He just stays, they call him tapping Merchant. He just stays, <laughs> yes, now he stays up front, try to um, um hand, hand around the shoulder of the last CB, and when he gets and the he ball, putcher, he, yeah, like, yeah, but like. What I've come to realise is that in this modern day of football, you cannot be a one one-dimensional striker. You need to be able to fall back, hustle your ball, hustle your ball, and try to create something with the team when nothing is clicking out for you. And I think that is what um, the fans expect from Haaland. And I, I believe Haaland is still going to adapt. And I think when it comes to that um, particular um should I say that particular style, people tend to prefer Julian Alvarez to him because Julian Alvarez yeah. is more of a compete forward than Erling Haaland. But well, yeah, time true. will tell. Time will tell. Um yeah.
0: Then I you wanted to say something. Yeah, um, you want to say
1: something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think from the Arsenal's perspective, I think that is what you wanted to touch on, but I I just wanted to throw this question to, mm. you. Like seeing seeing Arsenal play today but, I mean it was like I was I was kind of worried when people were jumping on the Arsenal train last season because they are a good team yes no doubt but I just feel like there was something missing in terms of the team that's that final push and I think I'm seeing it in them this season there's this intangible it's not the style of play they play well This it's not today that they have been playing well but there's this intangible aspect to that team, and I think the question I want to ask is: Are they the next best team in EPL? Are they the team to challenge Man City, or is it still Liverpool, or is it Spurs? Uh,
1: currently as it stands, yes, they are currently as it stand, they are the next best team because um, I don't, I don't even, I don't want to associate this with this squad yeah in particular but they they have what it takes in terms of like mentality like we've seen last season these guys yeah. can persevere and i think perseverance is one of the unique qualities of a champion in the, in this especially in this player because you need to be able to persevere from, you can see how it took them till to the 89th minute before they get this one zero and the way they were playing in the first minute that's the same way they played up until the ninth me, though they have some part of the game where the game was it was no longer in their control but they still they were still able to continue and yes part of the reasons why i am saying they're the best team in the pre- they are the best challenger i'm not calling them the best team right now because we could see that they were without their star players today the kind of soccer which could have on ordinary day destabilized the team but they were able to get themselves yeah. together and get a result, and man, I think that's that's the only thing that that those are the kind of things that you can see from um good challengers and the next True. next best True. team, like you say, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but 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 again, again, like I'll say, uh, this season is still very young. This season is just started. <laughs> yeah, let me just use that word. Very it's still very young. This just started. Manchester City, whatever you are doing in this life, as far as EPL is concerned, do not ever write them off. Do not ever write them off. Exactly. Manchester City, they've proven time and again that if the first half of the season is not where their strength lies. That's you though. can get all the points the first half of the season. Can you get it to the second half of the season? The the fifteen games. If the last 15 games of the season, can you do a winning streak? Can you do a winning streak the last 10 games of the season with Champions League football and FA Cup and Carabao Cup? Can you? Can you keep up with them at that point it's where you have three or four players in your first team injured after the general transfer window has been closed? Can you? So these are the things that hey, Manchester City, that particular time is, that injury time is where their strength lies. And as it stands, Liverpool Football Club, they're the only team that have proven that they can take Mastery on opposite game with 38 and it's required yeah t- taking taking a team on up, up opposite with that it requires another level of mental capacity and uh, determination of the squad so like i said before only time to tell who is who in this premier league right now yeah then um yeah i think we can just gradually um, move the conversation to sports like you like you said because i think you asked about yeah. sports and first off I don't want to take anything up from this uh, sports team they've been amazing they've been amazing The, in short we we were here at the beginning of the season and we were seeing how we thought this team was going to struggle how we thought that they they were going to fight it hard to adapt without hurricane and we must also on this podcast give them their flowers you get me? True, true, true. Their yeah. they, they have been able to m- move out of that hurricane phase and into this uh, new phase seamlessly. You get me? Their style of football, like I, like I said earlier, they play a beautiful style of football right now. The, their um, defense has been very solid with the signing of um, Van, Der, Van Der Ven. I don't know if I pronounced his name properly, but... That guy has yeah. that guy has really been uh one of the key the key um differences in their in their team between last season and this season. There we also um see players like Madison who can create something out of nothing. They see that Son has been on one of his best forms ever this season. So it's just beautiful to see them. But I was on a, I was on a space with um the Casa de Banta here. Yeah. Big big shout out to them. Yeah. And I listened to somebody there. I think the Niger sports guy, and he said something that I really love. He said that sports is not in a title race. Nobody should put them in that situation. <laughs> and I love him because the, the way that 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 the way things that's the way sports fans are thinking. Sports is not in a True. title race. Please, please and please, please and please, please. Remove them from us, the Let us not put them there. Though they are first on the table right now, but the fans they don't need that 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 kind of pressure on them right now. They just want to enjoy yeah. football. They've had the one of the be- they've had one of the best starts ever, I think, since the '80s, which is really amazing. Yeah, yeah. So allow them to enjoy the moment. Don't pressurize them with Are you going to win the league? Are you not going to win the league? <laughs> with the way they are going, um, top four is most likely setting for them, but. Yeah. Please let us not pressure them with Titan Race for now. They are not in for that drama yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you have to say about um, yeah. Spurs uh, right now? Are they the elephant on the L three? I know last season we were talking about Arsenal with the elephant on the tree. But right now I think it's it's Spurs. But what what are your thoughts? You know, like it's yeah. before sorry, before you before you go on, one could say that Spurs Right now, they only have the EPL to focus on, because they are out of exactly. they are out of the True. Carabao Cup. They are not in Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. I think they, could, they are they are in FA Cup, but they, I don't think they really regard that anyway. So their only their only focus yeah. is the Premier League. How does that like affect their performance in EPL compared to other teams that are in three, four competition?
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's a valid point. That's a valid point because we are seeing that this multitude of games affects players. We talk about injury. Someone like madison now, we know that he's a player that can get yeah injury problem and he's so key for them that if he's injured, that's a very very big yeah. problem. So I think I think this one game per week or like at most two games per week yeah. when the January comes into play when they get to FA Cup latter stages will be a very big boost for them. But like you said, I think sports, sports fans are actually humble because they know that they are not yet there. Do you understand? Like, if you look at the games, the way they have gotten results in some games, we talked about the Liverpool game last week. They have, how will I say, I think they have been lucky at times. But and you need a bit of luck. Trust me, you need a bit of luck in this football pick. But they know that a luck can dry out at any time. They are playing the best football they have played in. Probably since Pochettino's... uh um, 20 years. Pochettino's era. Uh, and so, that will surely give them results regardless. Uh, but at this point in time, they, I would say they are the third best team. And surely, top four is certain. So, yeah. Um, they are not going to win the Premier League. I would love to be wrong. Trust me. I would love to be wrong. But I think... Top four is setting and it's a new era in sports, it's a new era in sports. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really, really excited for them. I'm really excited for sports sports fans. But yeah, moving on to another part of London. Something special True. happened there. Chelsea, 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 <laughs> Chelsea. How many times did I call Chelsea? Four times. The fantastic four, four teams. <laughs> They were able to beat Bali four goals to one week. and I I watched the game. I watched the game, and yeah, all I could say from that game is that that game was I- Raheem Sterling's masterclass. He was involved in the four goals in that game, yeah. and it was spectacular. I think once Sterling plays well, Chelsea plays well. It, 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 it's it's he's just. Sterling playing well is directly proportional to Chelsea playing well. It's not. <laughs> it's not it's not hard. It's not hard because yeah. You could see like man, ah, he played beautiful football. Beautiful football. You could see his passes were on on time, they were all spots. His shots were clinical. That's not something that you see from Sterling every time. Sometimes he would dance with yeah. the ball, dance with the ball, but this time he was <laughs> he was he was, he was <laughs> And another thing about Sterling is that we need to know that we need to also acknowledge the fact that Sterling is a leader. Once, yeah, he, he, is, once, he, is. once he plays well, you could see players like Nicholas Jackson coming in as a stop, sub, scoring a goal. You get me? You could see players like Copama. Yeah. Do Copama scored first, but it's like it's like a big morale booster for every single player on the team. I think it's one of the oldest in this squad. Even um generally, but I think apart from Thiago Silva, yeah, but yeah, as a Chelsea fan, yeah, what what (laughs) I know it's Burnley, and I think we need to talk about Burnley because this is a serious case happening. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very serious case. Yes, what? How did you feel like? What was your um takeaway from the match?
0: Yeah, um, so I mean, it's Burnley. Let me just start with that. It's Burnley. But with Chelsea, like what you said is true because. Raheem Sterling is that leader, basically, because he's the he's certainly the oldest player in the attack line, and we we mentioned this in the, our Chelsea episode. We said you can't expect these young players to be consistent all the time. You can't expect Modric to be consistent. Oh. You can't expect Jackson, Maluki, Kupama, and so at times it's good you have a mix of experience with. Uh, talent let me just use that word and yeah sterling was really that experienced man. um this weekend he really came he came good for chelsea now the issue now is this uh, chelsea fans are excited which is which is right but i think it is time for pochettino to build on this because what i'm saying is that the run of games we have we are going to face in the likes of Spurs. we are going to face in like of us now we cannot afford to spiral into back-to-back losses. It's going to be hard. Definitely. It's going to be hard. I'm not coming to say that, okay, Chelsea we'll are expected to win Arsenal. But, performance right now against these big clubs will give these players boost. Performance right now gives players boost. Now, the question now is, should Sterling start the remaining games? I feel like Sterling is inconsistent. We know that. But, like we keep saying, Experience and youth. I'd rather see Sterling starting and making those mistakes than having him come on the bench and um, come off the bench. Because, like you said, he's experienced. He can take up this burden. Someone like Modric now cannot afford to start starting back bad, back, back games and having bad games. He's going to have like a ripple effect on him. But yeah, good game from Chelsea. I'm happy. Like I mean, our shock we scored four, but let's see how far this good vibe goes.
1: Yeah, I think we also need to talk about Bonnie, like I said. Th- they've been able to win once, just once this season, and they've been having a lot of like problems settling in, in the EPO. Last season we were praising V company of how well they finished in the championship. I think they finished with about hundred points, which was nice was, I think it was a record stuff like that yeah but now they found it really hard they are sitting they are sitting pretty at the 18th um, position <laughs> 18th position in the league at their yeah. they are both Bournemouth and Sheffield which is not looking good it's not looking good at all and I watched them and they play beautiful football they play beautiful football like that four-one does not tell the full story of that match because Bonnie played well. They played well, but true, but, but true. they were not able to like yeah. get the results. And I, would, I want to hear from you. What, what what are your thoughts? Do you think they need to change their system, change their style, go back to Haram football? Unless these guys think- these guys are going to go back. At this rate, they are going to go back.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like they should just book their flight back because you know what they
1: don't need See, flight. This they don't need flights. They, the, they are going to play it in England. They, they don't need they flight. They are going to
0: play it on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the, this thing about newly promoted science. Eh? they have this um, naivety about them. They feel like, oh, what we did in the EPL, FPL, I be what they call it, Premiership walking. Uh, yeah. No, no, no and he's naive for company like i'm not going after him for trying to stick with his philosophy but look at who you have look at who you are playing against like this he's basically setting them up for failure because he's saying okay let's play this expansive style of football and these players cannot play it against top players i mean you're talking about the worst team in premier league will still go head to head with the best team we we'll have seen it plenty of times yeah and so you cannot afford to give your opponent chances towards you against chelsea one of the things that killed bowling was that they are passing out from the back and chelsea saw okay wow you want to really pass out from the back let's press you let's press let's press and that's how they were losing up chances i think the best solution for company right now is see You just have to go back to the handful. There's a blueprint for this. Be solid at the back. Be solid at the back. Be solid at the back. Once you are solid at the back and you have good enough midfielders and strikers, your home games will swell. And that's what is going to keep you up. Nobody was expecting them to win against Chelsea. Like, no matter, okay, Chelsea is bad, and yes, we know that. But these are games they lose. They are meant to lose, rather. Oh, you cannot make it that easy for your opponents. Yeah. Back to harrow football. Back to survival football. Yeah.
1: And yeah. like I said, I've said it. Um. I think on our last season episode, that, uh, to survive in the Premier League, you just need to get thirty-five points. Yeah, thirty-five points. Yeah. Um. I don't think any team, no team, has gotten thirty-five points that has gotten relegated. Yeah. You can check it out. Yeah. Verify. Yeah. But right. like. Now the roadmap to getting that 35 points is where the problem lies because I don't see apart from Luton that they beat that they won midweek, I don't see any other team that they can um win in DPL currently with this style of football they play. And you know, this thing now is it's it's like I said in the last episode that it's coupled with the fact that they didn't really make so much signings like that in the general transfer window in the um, summer transfer window you know their budget is clean and and all but i believe in general transfer window they can take a lot of lessons from what they've seen currently in the first um three or four months of playing the EPL. then sign the necessary players the problem would be when the general transfer window comes and they don't sign anybody that's when i know company is uh um, is he's a,
0: joker. Yeah, he's
1: a joker yeah if he's if he wants to be loyal to these guys and stick with them then that's when i know there's there's a problem he needs to sign in players bring in new people i, I still believe in him i believe he should not be sacked he, yeah, I, I believe yeah. he should not be sacked they should still give him that time like i said still give him to at least next year next year march february or march if they are still that low, just bring in big Sam, and big Sam is going to. Sam to save the day. Yeah. yeah. So this guy, this guy we are going to talk about next. The whole, the whole Banta FC, how we've been praying for his downfall, but he somehow hey, escapes them every week, and he's not that person. But Jude Bellingham, personally. I don't like Madrid, you know. As a Liverpool fan, you cannot just like you cannot just like Madrid. You cannot just like Madrid, yeah. But I just like over the past five weeks, I've just grown to admire. I don't want to say like I admire, Bellingham and what he's doing in Madrid. Why? Because he he's he's um, he's what's what's that word? He is a pure, a good example of the fact that simplicity is key. This guy, he does not do anything special. Exactly. In his style of football, he does not do anything special. <laughs> Just that the basic things, yeah. he's do, he does them really, 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 really well. He passes well. He's at the right position at the right time. The shot is at the right, the right force, the right angle, the right everything. Exactly. Yeah. The right everything. Barcelona fans are pushing that he's playing as a as a striker <laughs> position, he's playing <laughs> as a number nine, but he's not. He's not. He's coming from the midfield. But he just he just happens to get to that box 18 at the right time. At the right time. at this weekend he was able to score two goals again. And one thing I was I wanted to say is now um this Bellingham, he's coming to the, to Real Madrid is kind of like the opposite of what we had with Gareth Bale. You know, for Gareth Bale, when he came, he was not able to adapt with the city, with the culture of Real Madrid. He was not really able to adapt. But Bellingham is the opposite because this guy has adapted yeah. to Real Madrid. They love him. He loves them. His celebration, you can see the whole stadium draining to team like he's the new prince of Real Madrid. And he's just 20. He's just twenty, man. I think this guy, this guy, this guy has a really, really bright future, and I would love to see what happens in the future. This guy, I don't think he can do anything wrong again this season. Even if he ghosts, <laughs> hey, even it hey. he, like it's so beautiful that even if he ghosts, people will say he's a midfielder. He's not meant to score goals. So. Exactly. He's not, exactly. Score goals, yeah. he's not meant to score goals. He's not meant to score goals. Ah, he's a midfielder. Check his tackles. <laughs> check his interceptions. Check his passes. Passes completed. Check his assists. Just a beautiful thing. Like it's really, really <laughs> amazing. Uh Real Madrid they are they are very lucky to have him. They are very lucky to have yeah. him and I think this is what a hundred million player is meant to look like. Yeah, your thoughts please. What do you think about Bellingham? Yeah, I, know so, you um, Belliam,
0: I mean. I hope Hey tell us the no, truth. You know about Bellingham I've said it before. Eh? Eh, if Bellingham say he wants to go to Bacana now, no problem. I'll drive him there. I will drive him there because he's that guy he's he's just a simple player yeah he's just a simple player i mean i've said all the things i wanted to echo but one thing i like about him se, is that he is willing to give his all for the team hey. i mean not all players have that same passion i mean it might be a show i don't know it might be a show but he's willing to give his all for the team. he's almost like he the team, and so it's, it's nice to see but i'll just end with this quote from edmund orris i mean i've i've praised him but this is the thing eh his purple patch will end eventually this is reality see cooking can only be delayed
1: yeah uh,
0: it cannot it cannot be stopped though it can only be delayed uh, for example when you are cooking beans uh, uh, you are boiling it <laughs> you might think ah why is my beans not done why is it all done calm down the beans will get ready and all I'm saying is that when this is ready, back up for will <laughs> cook. But right now, I mean, dude, he's he's that guy, man. Yeah. 100 million yeah. 100 million over to player. Yeah. Like I he's like I said, this guy
1: he is for me, he is he is he's battle-proof. He's battle-proof. He's <laughs> battle-proof. Yeah. If he, if if tomorrow he blanks his primary role, his primary job in Paso Ain. Real Madrid is not to score goals. He's not a striker. He's not he's not part of yeah. not meant to be part. He's not officially part of the forward line. He comes from the midfield to join them. Yeah, man. So his job is not to score goals. His job is more of like a, let's say supporting striker, just support. Support them in front yeah, line. He supports yeah, supporting. So even if you come at him and say he does not score goals, maybe if he does not score though, if he does not score goals, if he does not drop assists, if maybe he drops a stinker in the midfield, I think that's where the problem is going to start from yeah all right with this we've come to the episode end of the 90 plus 5 episode and we're going into the international break. so uh on the next episode we should be expecting some lovely guests here on the 90 plus 5 podcast thank you very much listeners for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to the 90 plus 5 podcast um please 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 um share this episode like subscribe wherever you're listening to us from drop your review also don't forget to follow us at the 90 plus 5 fc on twitter and the 90 plus 5 podcast on instagram thank you thank you very much thank you very much Nichols, for co-hosting this podcast with me i really really appreciate yeah bye for now and enjoy your week